0: I want to invite you to the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs online community. Inside this community, we can take the Ehan assessment and that's what all of this is based on. It's a self assessment that we should be doing about every 12 weeks to evaluate how satisfied we are in our health, our wealth, our relationships recreation and our business the goal is to live a satisfied life so go ahead join the community do the assessment and go ahead and sign up for that blind spot call that'll get us one-on-one talking about your assessment so you can get a better perspective and so you can set the best goals possible all right all the links are in the show notes enjoy
1: the show but i think the idea of time. Needs to be dissolved because timing is separate than time. Yep. Like timing is just you being very present to what is happening all around you and making decisions that are rooted in principles and foundational beliefs that allow you to take advantage or uh, or mark or um, materialize on a set of circumstances that are in front of you. Time. Is the attachment to you needing to be somewhere by a certain age or the need to be yeah. like or to have something by tomorrow or the need to fill a bank account because you don't like time is very I think the attachment to time is very fear based.
0: Raj Jana is a longtime friend and someone that I've had the pleasure to walk down the path of personal growth with. Raj is an impact-driven investor, entrepreneur, and media host who's passionate about using capitalism and business as a vehicle to make the world a brighter place. We touch base on a ton of topics that we struggled with in our past and go over what we've gained by embracing the experiences. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we did recording it. My name is Tim Palladino and this is the Entrepreneurial Hierarchy of Needs Podcast. What is up, Rajana?
1: What up, my G? How you doing?
0: It was so good seeing you the other day. Uh, It's been too long. And uh, I'm so happy to have you on the show today, man. Um, Raj and I have known each other for quite a bit, quite a bit. And um, every day we get closer, man. Every time we get to see each other, we get to exchange stories about our evolving self.
1: I think that's what's beautiful about, you know, some of my favorite friendships are not The ones that I have to talk to every day—they are the ones where, even if we take time to go become who we are or unbecome Mm. who we're not, we return back to a conversation that's rooted in truth and love and connection, which is, I think, the basis of the human experience. Like we're not, like I think that's what's so beautiful about even the idea of evolving and growing and and just becoming who you are, because underneath it all, there's just love and yeah. there's no right like even the idea of needing to look a certain way or be a certain type of human being it's all based in the ego and protection and so underneath it all i think there's just a the purest love and i've always felt that with you bro and so yeah when i saw you the Likewise, other day brother. at my birthday it just felt i hadn't seen you in a while but it was like it just felt really good to just know mm. that like you're there and we're on this we're on this journey together and we're not in the same spaceship, but our spaceships are going that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> That's the truth. That's the
0: truth. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Some people you can like hold a bookmark with. And like we, we, we have a interesting group of friends where we're always evolving, right? So that one of the scary parts when you're starting to evolve or starting to become, let's say, more of who we actually are one of the fears, at least that I had is that I would outgrow or my friends would outgrow me. Right. There was a, there was a, um, uh, an inadequacy and insecurity there. Yeah. But what I'm realizing is when I have friends like you and some other, other really, really close friends, that I don't have to see all the time that we we become more of who we are and then become better for each other.
1: And well, yeah, yeah. On that, like, I think when you honor your growth, you're, you're really trusting who you're becoming mm. more than you are holding on to who you were, right? The safety of yeah. who you were, which is rooted in the, oh my gosh, if I change too much, I will lose all my friends, family. I mean, I did, mm-hmm. right? Like I was in an eight-year relationship when we met and, yeah. you know, like I, I lost that. Like I've outgrown lots of friends, business partnerships, um, projects. I mean, like as I've evolved, I've really learned. And the more I honor my growth and the more I find safety and trust in the unfolding of events mm. and the more I feel like I'm co-creating with the universe as opposed to me growing in parallel with the universe, the more I mm. realize that there is – like I am unfolding into the, uh, to the life I am here to – like the life I was supposed to live. Not supposed to live, that's a weird word, but like it's this – like I just attract what's most in resonance with me. So like when I let go of something that isn't me, that space is then filled with something that is more aligned with who I am at my core. And that comes in the form of friendships that comes in the form of partnerships that comes in the form of inspiration that comes in the form of the direction I'm creating in. I mean, like the more I trust, the more I allow the universe to surprise me. Uh, One of my coaches, um, Britt Lefko, she has an amazing way of kind of describing this as like, like. What you want pales in comparison to what you didn't even know you wanted, mm-hmm. and so like get that when we're when we're clinging onto this idea, they're like, "Oh my God, I'm going to lose my friends, I'm going to lose my relationships, I'm going to lose all this stuff." But when we look at our lives, so like, can I look at my life right now? Like the things that I hold most dearly, I didn't even know were the things mm-hmm. that were going to bring so much joy for me, and so that always brings me faith and trust, and honestly, like a big sigh. Like anytime I get scared or insecure or afraid of change, like that always brings me back to my breath and my body in this moment and just knowing that, like, wow, all the blessings I have right now, all the things I'm so grateful for, I wouldn't have even known to seek it when I was at a position in my life where I was like, that's what I want. Like, I wouldn't have even known to ask for that. Mm -hmm. And if I would have gotten what I wanted, uh, I'd actually be a hell of a lot less happy in hindsight now than I actually am. So.
0: And that's a good way to put it too because you know a lot of a lot of what, what are the conversations that I've been having with people is trusting in yourself and getting back in touch with this, the weird word no one really talks about our words self-esteem. Right? Mm-hmm. Do I have the self-esteem to let go of these things even though it seems dangerous right now because that's been my constant. Right? These things that I have now are normal. They're regular in my life. And to remove them creates this void, creates this unknown. And we don't know what's next. We have an idea or an imagination of what's next. And that's why we have to have this healthy disregard for reality on what we're creating. And once you do it over and over enough times, then you create that self-esteem to be able to take bigger risks and know that you're getting closer and closer to the bullseye every time, to where one day you can just say, I want X. And you're right dead center of that X. Well, I think it's like,
1: you know, when I think of self-esteem, I think of like, you know, what do you think you deserve? Or like, how much do you love yourself? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and when you're sacrificing or letting go of something that may feel safe, that may feel certain, that may feel secure in exchange for a potential possibility of it being better. That's you saying, "Wow, I know I I know I can experience more joy in my life. I know I can mm-hmm. be happier. I know that that love exists for me out there. I know that there's projects out there that I'm supposed to be in." Like you're playing in that what if. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can change the energy of sort of creation to be infused with that curiosity of like, you know, like I know I love myself or I think I do, and I think I I deserve more. And I'm going to take a stand and really like, look at my current reality. Like you said, like the love that, like looking at your current reality, does it match what I think I can, what I, what, what, what I, what I'd like to be experiencing in my life because I know I am worth this or like, and it's really coming back to self forward, self-esteem, self-love. And that's why I think that like for me over the years, like the more I've learned to love myself, which it is a learning like I have had to learn it. was not something I was born with. I had to really learn to have a healthy self-esteem. Um, the more I learned to love myself, the more I've learned to say yes and no to things that are not rooted in self-love mm. or are not mirrors for the, the, the love that I feel for myself. Um, okay. And I've, I've seen that over the years, like my relationships have changed the more I learn to love myself. It's like, the more I love myself, the less I tolerate, the more I love myself, the more picky I am, the more yeah. I love myself, uh, the more I just don't want to settle the more. And I think when all of those qualities begin raising as a result of you having that self-esteem or that self-worth, or you loving yourself? Like mm-hmm. that's when you get to that space where like, like you just, and I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm there yet. I might be, I could be, I'm where I am right now. But what I feel right now is just this permission to say yes without the the fear of screwing it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'm loving what you just said because I, I, you know, I hit those markers too. And I wanna make it really clear, like because we're now more picky, doesn't mean we stop right there. That just yeah. means we have now set a, a, a line in the sand to evaluate against. So we become picky and see how it serves us is a positive, negative. And then we make an assessment and it's always these, these, this constant plan, do and review, right? It's this constant cycle of, is this working for me? So just, you know, just for the people that are listening, it's never just a, you've arrived, you've never gotten to the top of the hill. It's this beautiful. I look at thing a lot of things like a game. I'm getting better at the rules. I'm learning cheat mm. codes I'm, and it's just, and it's serving me and the people that I choose to be around.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a co-creation. Yeah. Right. Like you're, and, and I've, you know, I, I love the idea. Like you said, rules, I say boundaries. Sure. Right. Like to yep. me, like, like I've over the year, I've years, I've just gotten better at having more defined, powerful, clear boundaries around what I will accept and what I will mm-hmm. not what energy I want to cultivate in my life and what I do not like what the things I love most feel like versus what the things I dislike feel like, like I'm getting just clearer around like designing my life and then having clear boundaries to then mirror what I feel will give me the most fulfilling experience of life. It's not the most, and I've really had to change my, you know, if we're talking about evolution, like I read this amazing quote from Vishen Lakiani, who's the founder of Mind mm-hmm. Valley. Um, he talked about, you know, human beings think that, you know, we're here to experience achievement, which is very like outcome oriented, goal oriented, but your soul was here to evolve. So, like, sometimes, you know, evolution can happen through the pursuit of success. It can happen through the pursuit of an entrepreneurial venture. I will be the first Mm -hmm. to admit that my entrepreneurial journey has been one of the most spiritually enlivening experiences of my life. Like there's no way I'd be here talking to you if I didn't pursue entrepreneurship. And I've also found that the most profound growth experiences have also come from letting down my guard and intimacy and relationship. Sure. And like learning to, lean into my relationship uh with my family and my parents and heal a lot of the the wounds that I have experienced just from being alive as a human being or a soul trapped inside of a human body. Mm-hmm. Like I I found that when we broaden our 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 perspective to have the richest experience of life, which is rooted in like the feelings, like having the like the most expansive feeling states, which could be the sadness, which could be the anger, which could be the joy, the peace. It's like not necessarily trying to, to to reach an end destination, but like just broaden our container to experience the vastness of life. I think that shift has allowed me to 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 really dance with um, the roller coasters of life in mm-hmm. all the different areas with a lot more grace and and have. And create much better rule sets or boundaries to then play the game um, in a way that means, um, that means the most to me. Because I do think that we all have our own definitions of what it means to be alive. And your definition would be very different than mine. But I think that's what's so beautiful, right? Like as yeah. we begin to evolve, we begin to recognize that all of us are on very unique journeys which then embodied can create a very beautiful experience as you share and, and kind of do it as a tribe with the people around you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then you go from um, a bunch of ingredients to a recipe, you know, when you all come together and then you make something, you make a bowl I'm going go crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Yeah. And that's, what's really, really cool. Kind of like exactly about what you're saying is that I, I really look at, my decisions as ingredients, and then I become the recipe. I'm so yeah. Then I become the recipe for the meal, and then all my friends are different meals at this restaurant. And I get to walk in, and I get to experience any type of cuisine I want whenever I want. And it's and I know it's only getting better. I know it's only getting better because that's who we get to we we choose.
1: We make a lot of choices. Well, and even when it doesn't feel like it's getting better, it that's it. The, even the idea of it getting better. Is something I'm learning to sort of reframe. Like mm. I I want like because like I, I find myself like in hindsight, when I look back at the toughest periods of my life, like a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, like I can now see the blessing. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the shitstorm, like when you're in the moments of chrysalis, when there's just that hotbed of growth and like yeah things are crumbling and breaking and identities are shifting and yeah. egos are melting away. Like it's really hard to, to feel like your life is getting better. And I think in those moments is when I've learned to sort of change my, 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 my desire for better for my desire for that outcome based way of existing to then just choosing to see that while wow, my soul chose this body to experience the most out of life, like, like the experiences that create life, like they may not be led to this outcome-based sort of human desire to have a certain amount of money in the bank or to look a certain yeah. way or to have the, the legacy, the kids, the family, like, yes, there's a human desire for that. And just the pure gift of being alive, and and the more I like lean into that, it allows sort of those those more difficult periods to have um, a lot of beauty and meaning, and yeah. and it allows me to come back to the the fundamental truth that like you know me having me is one of the biggest gifts I can give myself. Like you know me like when like really like over the years like my self worth really has been even my purpose has been sort of evolving from what I do and the mission I have in the world and what I'm creating to who I am Mm -hmm. and like really embodying that, like who I am is the greatest gift I can give the world. And who I am at the very core is a creator, is a lover, is a friend. It is all those like labels. It is a CEO. It is an entrepreneur. It is those identities that we tend to like hinge our, like our, our, our value on, but underneath it all is like who are we? And when we can live into the fullest of who we are in the good and the bad and own the shadow and the light, I think that's when it creates the richest experience that we're all secretly craving, but society doesn't necessarily teach us to, to embody and follow. Like how many elders are out there in schools teaching kids that, wow, yeah. like, like your sense of self is more important than any math problem or any of this thing, yep. or like, you know like i feel like our education's backwards like we spend our entire childhood careers getting all these these skill sets but we forget the most fundamental sort of like like school the class the, ex- the 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 we ability lose. to explore the the skill sets to explore the the importance of exploring the, the joy of exploring the joy the i mean all of it it comes back to right like the like that fundamental sense of self to like, we were not put here to achieve. We were put here to evolve and yep. we don't, we have to learn those skills. And I, I know you have been on a journey of learning and I know I have, yes, too sir. And you know, it's, 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 it's definitely taken some time, but shit, we're here. <laughs> so. Yeah. So
0: going back to actually something that you said before, a term you used before is unbecoming um, that started for me close to probably, probably, probably around the same time you did like two, three years ago. Or it was like, I have to start shedding all this bullshit that I thought was me. And it like, it went all the way down to like the tone of my voice, the words I used, how I show up, how I dress, how I, I, I look at people, like just everything. And it was, it was, it was a trip. It was a trip to look back and be like, oh, I actually am more who I'm, who I actually am versus all these things I've assigned myself to. To protect myself, the way I talk, the volume, the, the tone, the the accent, the whatever you want to call it, to protect myself, these are all things that that I put into place to create who I thought I was based on ego. Right. And
1: once I got to once I
0: got to shed through that, there was this little kid in there who was actually kind of cool. He was like, well, there's like, this like
1: yeah. And I, I think that's the the most important thing. Like, like I used to think that I needed to be a version of Raj. Yep. I want to be the best version of me. Yep. Okay, great. What does that even mean? What is the best version of me attached to? Is the best version mm-hmm. of me successful? Is the best version of me a lifelong learner? Is he compassionate, curious, always nice and positive? Like, yep. like when you when you even think about that version of you, like it's not you because it is the version yeah. of you that you feel like your, your ego, your mind thinks you need to be in order to survive. Yeah. And the most growth that I've experienced, right. The most growth that i've experienced in my life has been letting go of the need to be seen a certain way and just exist as i am and have the self-love and the self-acceptance to realize that that is always enough yeah like it may not always be received in the way that i want it to be received and even me wanting to be received a certain way is me assuming that I know the grandmaster plan that the universe right, right. is conspiring for me. It's me being like, oh, if I show up this way, that will lead to this end result. Mm-hmm. And it's me trying to forecast a future that doesn't really exist yet instead of just honoring the truth of the moment, which is the only thing that's actually real, right? Like the present moment is the only thing that exists. Like Even your thoughts of the future are actually happening in the moment. And your projections of the past Projected, are actually yeah. playing in the moment. Like all of that is happening in the moment. And when, we, when I realized that, I remember that was the biggest shift. It, like, it gave me the permission to actually let go of my mm-hmm. head and drop into my body and my heart and actually be with what is. Because in that, there is no fear. Like it's, it's when we begin to think of who we need to be. And then when we're not showing up as who we need to be, that's when the anxiety for me shows up. And when I release the need to be something which is based on an external outcome or a plan or a a way I need to be seen because of a pattern that my past has recognized from relationships or successes or the way I was raised, like when, when when I begin to unravel it all and just trust in how I feel in this moment, and just live from that inspired sense of self and mm-hmm. whatever that means, that has created the most fulfilling and energizing ride of my life. I'm not gonna say it's always been like, you know, thumbs up. It's, it's it, definitely yeah. had its roller coasters yep. of
0: like- I get that.
1: And it's always had, it, and it's had its lessons and it's had its heartbreaks and it's had its, um, you know, its failures, it's had its successes, mm-hmm. it's had its, but it's at the core of it, it's had its richness the yeah. richness of the experience has been very fueling energizing and passion inducing um and i yeah. feel very connected to my purpose as i live more authentically as myself so it's weird how it all kind of in some weird interconnected beautiful way comes back down to just being being yourself and how much how much purpose that creates for me and for the people around me
0: yeah Yeah. The, um, you know, once again, you said a few, a few really important things that I want to touch on. One is the forecasting. Like that's cognitive dissonance. That's how you drive yourself mad. And I've done that. I've done that. You know, they say anxiety is worrying too much about the future. Uh, depression is worrying too much about the past and you can very easily create this dissonance of like, what should I do? What is, and, and just, just deplete all of your, all of your energy just by thinking. Just by burning out, just by the thought. And it's really, really fascinating. I see people do it all of the time. And yeah, of course, you know, think about the future, but don't worry about it. You know, ask yourself ask questions like if you need, like, say you're going to speak on stage or come on this podcast or whatever, and someone was someone was worried about, oh, what are we going to talk about? Just ask. There's ways to to mitigate any anxiety that we have. Any depression that we have, but we it does take action and clarity, and it's and it's and it's uh it's something that I think we need to, you know, as as a people, I think we need to pay a little bit more attention attention to not what we're feeling, but why we're feeling.
1: Well, the 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 why is the curiosity, mm. yeah, right? Like like the 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 why is the is the energy behind. It's like the origin of intent. Like I, I've actually mm-hmm. found over. One lesson that keeps coming back for me, you know, I have a monthly reflection process where I'll sit down and, you know, each week I actually capture the highs and lows, not the wins and losses, but the highs and lows, because to me, the feelings of high, the ecstasies, and then the things that brought me really down, like that's where the juice is. because when we can feel those feelings and those experiences, and then ask ourselves, why do I feel this? Why is this thing making me feel this way? Like, or if there's a repeated instance of me not feeling in joy, I can be like, why did I start introducing this habit into my life in the first place? It's like, you come back to the origin of intent and in that origin of an intent is truth. Mm. Like I always, when I feel like I'm not fulfilled at work, the best thing I can do is actually go back to asking myself the question, why did I start down this path in the first place? What, yeah. what inspired me to start this project? And then I ask myself, is that still inspiring? Is that still relevant? Is it still something that, that, that's connected to my truth in this moment? Or was that decision based in a version of me that doesn't exist anymore? And by continuing to revisit on a monthly basis those origin of intents and really be with the highs and the lows, it has allowed me to have a very healthy relationship, um, questioning and being curious about the, the, the ever changing sort of nature of my, my, my sense of like, my sense of self is constantly being tested and evolving and growing, mm-hmm. but the truth of it is always rooted in the heart. Yeah. And so when you can always return to that origin of an intent, you're actually getting clearer and clearer and clearer on that truth in your heart and who you are and in your essence and in your soul. And that then becomes the baseline for me. Like the baseline now is like my heart. Mm -hmm. And now that's the thing I compare everything to. I compare the, the feelings, the experiences, the actions, the businesses, the opportunities, the relationships. Like, is this in resonance and in alignment with the way I want to feel in my heart and why and the things I want to feel from my heart through my heart as my heart. And mm-hmm. it is and that that to me is the shift. So like when I think why is one of the most powerful questions we as a society, I think, can learn to ask more of mm-hmm. and and get even deeper, like because that first why is not always the real why. Like you can go six oh, whys no. in like and just really yep. get to the core of it, yep. which And it, and the more you do that, the deeper you actually get connected to that, that sense of that, that well of, um, of energy that is so much bigger and expansive and connected than you could possibly imagine.
0: Yeah. What what you're describing, um, is what the scariest word when I'm working with, you know, high level entrepreneurs with doing Eon work is harmony. Mm. And that freaks people out. They're like, all right, go hug a tree, bro. And I'm like, no, no, like really like think about harmony. It's a symphony. Like you need all these parts to be going. Sometimes it's low, sometimes it's high. Sometimes there's, there's uh, condescending notes that create stress. And like, it, it's really a harmony that we have to, that we, we, we're just playing. We're just running through, we're, we're experiencing balance. Balance is a very finite thing. Harmony is, a, is pretty, pretty much balance in motion. So
1: balance. yeah and yeah. I like that. Harmony is balance in motion. I I I I really like that. You know, I've been doing a lot of work on like just masculine and feminine energy within myself yeah. and I think understanding the yin and the yang. And when I say masculine and feminine for everybody listening, like that doesn't mean male or female. It's this idea that we have like dual sort of energies inside of us this this kind of masculine which is like the hard charge go 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 versus like the feminine which is more like the receive the softness sort of the dance it's like the play versus Mm -hmm. the 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 seriousness and i'm i'm learning to kind of even in that sort of description balance in motion right balance to me is this idea of order which i think is like the masculine right? Like control is, is not order. Control is a, f- a fantasy in the mind. It's this, it's this, it's control this is you, friction. I know it right? sounds like weird. Like, right. No. And there's a very yeah. important distinction between order and control, right? Yeah. Like, because order is like you, it's almost like the banks of the river. Like you set the banks of the river. It's like, it just controls the flow. Yeah. Order allows. doesn't like,
0: stop control. any erosion.
1: It doesn't stop it. It just allows yeah. the water to flow. And then right, right. The motion is the flow. It's like the, the energy of the universe. And, and I'm learning to like the, the most fulfilling sort of uh, evolutionary principles that I've really been leaning into is the idea that life has a dual nature to it. And like, even when I observe nature, like when I, when I sort of realign my life to be in alignment with those principles, like order and motion or chaos, like, and I begin to understand these principles, I feel more harmony. I feel more. I just feel like things are easier. Like I'm not forcing (laughs) things and I'm not just sitting idle. Like there's this like beautiful dance with recognizing that we're actually all beings of nature. Like we come from mother nature, like everything on nothing on this planet would would exist without the sun. And like, when we have that going back to the origin of truth, like we all come from nature yet we are trying so hard to go against nature, which is then creating this dissonance, which is creating disease, which is creating friction, which is creating this like idea that we have, that our fear driven egoic identities know exactly what's good for us. But when we get underneath it all and we get back to the truth of it and we're rooted in love and in our heart space, there's a natural ebb and flow to the way that we create and exist and live and prosper. And I think that, um, the, and I, and I just really, I love that. I, I love that reminder balance in motion. Cause it's just, that's something I, I didn't even realize that I've been sort of dancing with, but in different words. And I think that's, that's actually the truth. Like, mm-hmm. even though we are talking about different words, different, like, Phrases, different like different ways of explaining, but we're all yeah. explaining the same thing. We're explaining yeah. the same exact thing. Yeah, language
0: language is one of those tricky things. It's yeah. definitely one of those tricky things. Um, yeah, when it comes down to when it comes down to uh, t- obtain control, um, even even though we know that's the wrong word, but that's the best way I can put it right now. Um, I, I just I need to if if you want any sort of actual outcome or designed outcome it starts with intention 10 steps back maybe 20 steps back maybe a year ahead of time um and that that there's a there's a layer of patience uh that increases probability of outcome and i think that's that's an important lesson because i am not a patient person except for when i remind myself dude you gotta be patient you know, it's just one of those weird things that like even though I know it and I put it into practice I still have to remind myself because it's only a knowledge it's not an understanding yet it's just yeah it's I, yeah it's like yeah it, it, it's it's wild ride because I always have to remind myself and I've been learning like crazy over the last year but I still need reminders and patience is definitely one of the one of the paramount reminders
1: well I, I think you know, the idea of time itself is somewhat of an illusion, right? Like, like if we, cause I have rock you. Yeah. And well, in my, in my experience and in my life, I have realized that growth and the things you want, like success, like overnight success takes years. I think people say that a lot, but to me, it's like this, like, you know, kind of slow climb, slow climb, slow climb, slow climb, slow climb. And then all of a sudden it's like zoop. Like it just mm-hmm. jumps up like the actual jump to that overwhelming level of success, love, confidence, experience happens pretty instantaneously. But mm-hmm. the, like the, 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 the climb is very slow. The daily deposits are very slow. And so now that I have enough data points around that, I'm realizing that even the idea of a timeline or the idea of wanting to get something in five years or 10 years, like is very limited because if I am playing in the idea that change can happen overnight, it it allows me to be patient with myself and actually root myself in making the right choices and decisions that are rooted in principles, not reaction or reactivity. Or me, like, you know, investing even as an example, like, you know, right now with Bitcoin and Ethereum and mm-hmm. like kind of just cryptocurrency, like, there's a lot of volatility and a lot of ups and downs. And like, you know, if I was reactive, I'd be getting rid of everything. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that like, there's a, there, there's a method to the madness of, of being patient. Like when we, when we can, when we can detach ourselves from timing and sort of bring ourselves like timing is a big thing. Like, I'm not going to say that, you know, like timing is in a big aspect of, you know, becoming successful. And but I think the idea of time needs to be dissolved because timing is separate than time. Yep. Like timing is just you being very present to what is happening all around you and making decisions that are rooted in principles and foundational beliefs that allow you to take advantage or, uh, or Mark, or, um, materialize on a set of circumstances that are in front of you. Time is the attachment to you needing to be somewhere by a certain age or the need to be yeah. like, or to have something by tomorrow or the need to fill a bank account because you don't like time is very, I think the attachment to time is very fear-based. Mm-hmm. And it's I, lack-based.
0: It's definitely it's a very lack-based, lack-based yeah. very
1: scarcity-based because we think that, oh, I'm in this physical body for a certain amount of time. I have only X amount of time left on this planet. Like, Like that to me, I think, for me has been a very useful belief to release or mm-hmm. change into something more expansive around yeah. not being so outcome fo- focused, but being more experience focused and being timing focused versus time-based.
0: Yeah. So, so exactly on that note, when I sold, uh, when I sold my business um, within three months and it was a seven figure exit by within three months, I had a panic attack because I wasn't even close to like a literal panic attack where I, I just, almost passed out. Like it was crazy that I wasn't even close to eight figures yet in another business three months. And I was panicking that I didn't have eight figure business. Like that is the, that is the, that is such nonsense. No matter how you cut it. That's such nonsense.
1: Well, okay. Let's, let's practice some compassion right now because there was a reason why your mind, right. Had Mm -hmm. that belief. And I want to say that that belief led you to having your seven figure success the way you did. So I think that there's a, there's, there's a, like, like to call the whole thing nonsense, I think would be giving yourself, like it would be taking away from you. Like, I think that what's been more useful for me is realizing that, okay, like this belief that isn't serving me right now existed because it was serving me. Now that I am in this moment, we get to ask ourselves going back to the origin of an intent, Mm -hmm. is this way of existing actually serving the way I need to be right now? Or am I playing this loop that I had in the past? Because I've experienced the same thing myself. Like when I got, when I hit my first, you know, like seven figures, like I had to change. If I kept playing the same way I was playing, I would have gone a very different route than me starting to focus my energy and time into, accessing different levels of evolution like cuz that's it like yeah. at every stage of achievement or accomplishment and i'm using quotes for anybody who's listening via <laughs> audio like for any stage of these outcome based like endpoints there's an opportunity to reassess and reflect and there's yeah. an opportunity to acknowledge the belief that brought you to where you are and i think again back to self love and self esteem it's like it's honoring it and grieving it like I just turned 30 uh, last week and on the eve of my 30th birthday I actually ended up writing down a eulogy mm. around like like what am I leaving behind in my 20s like what version of myself am I leaving behind that isn't going to serve like what served me so well to get me to where yeah. I am there and what am I getting to leave behind to get me to where I want to go and and I think that, I think it's so important to honor while you release instead of yeah. kind of like, like, cause like even coining it as the nonsense that I'm not trying to call you out. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm no, no. i, like I get the, you. cause like, I, I, I just, like, I, I think it served you, man. Like it brought you a lot.
0: Well, and the, the happy ending to the story is two weeks later after that breakdown, Ehan, the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs was born
1: because mm. it took
0: two weeks and many phone calls to many of our friends and said, this is what's going on, who basically said what you just said, like, yo, th- you got to figure out like what's happening. What's actual. Don't worry about how you're feeling. Worry about what's actual. Yeah. And then, and then I realized I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not, I don't have this harmony that I now teach. I don't have this patience that I now teach, you know, part of, part of what, like my coaching, it, I do, I do, um, I have a pods program. It's a coaching program, but it's only 12 weeks because it's practical performance. We're not yeah. trying to, and it's twelve. It's it's an arbitrary 12 weeks, but it's not that, hey, we're going to get this done in a year. You know, there's no big, crazy promises like that. It's, it's keeping note of each step, each step, and then the next step, and then the next step, not worrying too far in advance, you know, building our, our, um, building our goals and being and being flexible with them, getting them down so we can achieve them and be intentional. Awesome, but it's all about being practical about your performance, not not just white knuckling it. Because I was the best at suffering, I could suffer better than anybody, but it wasn't getting me anywhere, or at least it wasn't going to get me to the next level.
1: Well, I think, and you know, we can talk. I could talk for an hour about suffering. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I have realized from being a recovering martyr is mm-hmm. that pain is inevitable. Like you will have pain in, in life, like pain, friction, like as you are growing, it is a natural part of the human experience. Suffering though, is a choice. Yes. Suffering is an absolute choice.
0: And the difference and two, between the two that I want to add is suffering is the resistance to pain that's how suffering is created.
1: It's, it's the, yes, hundred percent. Like it is the feeling that you're not allowing yourself to feel, which then causes you to resist the feeling, which then causes you to have suffering. It is, Mm -hmm. it is. And, and that is, I get so meta, but I, I, I recognize how, how woo that may sound. And I am, offering anybody listening an opportunity to when you are hit with an obstacle, when you are hit with something that does not feel good, um, do not run from it. Go into it and expand your capacity to feel what you don't want to feel. Because one of the biggest gifts I've given myself is realizing that I am not my thoughts. I am not my emotions. I am not my choices. I am sitting above them. Like I am actually the observer of all these things. Mm -hmm. And when I create space between my thoughts, my emotions, and my actions, when I create just a space, a little bit of space, I now give myself the ability to consciously be aware of the way that I show up. And when you become consciously aware, you really do get to see and make different choices. You get to actually choose like you get to be in choice like yeah the idea of being in choice is one of the biggest gifts like like when you create the space between the reactions of your mind you're giving yourself the ability to choose how you want to respond which changes the stimulus altogether like like You know that's why for me gratitude has been one of the most important practices of my life because the more I practice gratitude, the more I'm practicing choosing to see something in front of me mm-hmm. with a lens that allows it to be the most empowering, um, yeah. experience that it can be. Um, and I love feeling empowered like that. To me, is a choice. Like one of my favorite things to do is design a life that allows me to feel empowered even when shit is hitting the fan. Yep.
0: Yep. And- and so what you're, what you're saying it's so funny because what you're saying is exactly something else that I teach, right? Creating your own best friend, right? So there's, there's two mindsets. There's the active participant and the conscious observer. Once you can actually split from the active participant and become the conscious observer, you get those gold nuggets. Like when you give your friend advice, you know, I know there's times where I couldn't pull myself out of a hole to save my life. But if someone else is in a hole, I had all the advice that was super accurate and perfect for him, but I couldn't do it for myself because I didn't realize myself as this conscious observer. Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it,
1: well, wait, that's the man. I, I really wish this is the ultimate thing. When you can separate yourself from yourself, you win. Yep. Like when you realize now, that you're, somebody, a now well, you're a team, now you're a team. this is the thing. <laughs> yeah. This is the biggest, big, this is the biggest aha for me a, a few years ago. It's like when I realize that there's somebody having the thought and then there's somebody being aware of myself having the thought. Yeah. Which one is you? It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest. Which one is you really? And then there's like, there's somebody who's having the feeling and then there's something being aware of like the feeling existing, like which one is you like, and the more you begin to ask yourself that the more space you create between like you get to choose. Do you want to be the person who's actually having the feeling or do you want to be the person who's observing the person having the feeling. Yeah. And I think when you can put yourself in the ladder, you give yourself the choice to respond differently, to act um, in a way that isn't necessarily swayed by the thought and the emotion, but it's rooted in more of a grounded sense of self, which is bigger than any fleeting emotion. Like there's no emotion that's permanent. To me, the best way to explain to me is emotion just stands for energy and motion. Yeah. So like, you know, it's just this flowing thing. So sadness doesn't exist forever. Happiness doesn't exist forever. Like powerful doesn't exist forever. Weak doesn't exist forever. They're just feelings that are existing in the moment there to teach you something like they're all showing your body wouldn't be creating an emotion or a feeling if there wasn't a practical use for it. And by, by detaching yourself from that space, I think you you give yourself the biggest opportunity to create a life that is in more alignment, which is the ultimate game that we all, I think, whether we w- like knowingly want or not, like most people don't even realize it's possible. And I'm here to show you or not even show you, just tell you through life experience and this conversation yeah, that it is so possible to change your life the second you begin to separate yourself from yourself.
0: Yeah, it was, it's interesting too, because I was one of those people, like I didn't think it was possible, but I was in so, I was such a state of suffering that I had to go outside and like, and basically lie to myself and say, it is possible, even though in my heart, I didn't think it was possible. So, so I had to trick myself to actually take the steps and then like instantly things were happening and I was like, all right, this is coincidence. And then more things were happening, and then more things were happening, and just opened up this whole world, and and allowed what me, if... yeah,
1: yeah, to, to, to bring it full circle. It it comes back down to faith, self mm-hmm. faith, in that when you make choices that are in honor of the highest self esteem, right? Like when you're, yeah, you know, when you're choosing to love, like when you were like, I love myself. If I loved myself, what like if I loved myself? This is the best question I ever saw. I think I got it from a book called. Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It by a guy named Kamal mm. Ravikant. It's a fantastic read and a very quick one for anybody listening. Like, there's a question in there that he asked that really allowed me to be have a barometer. It's like, if I loved myself, what choice would I make? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that is like, accept me for who I am and accept yeah. the moment as it is and allow myself to feel and be in the suck and yada, 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 all that. Right.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: at other times it is like, no, get my ass up and fight get my ass up and make changes get my ass up and go to the gym get my ass up and change and like call that person like demand what i'm worth like so like when we can just sit back and again separate ourselves from the reactive nature of being and mm-hmm. give ourselves that conscious choice to become observers and then empower ourselves with tools like the ones you teach and the ones that come all these questions when we can empower ourselves with questions tools mentors resources um, to then respond to life with more choice and power, we give ourselves the ability to actually create our own reality in 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 co in co-conspiracy with the universe, with God, with the higher energy, with the higher intelligence that's actually m- giving this. Like, it's breathing all of this here. Like I, I I I am I have become more spiritual than I think I could have ever imagined myself being, mm. and um, I am. You know, I'm constantly astounded by the um, by the things that the universe creates and the wisdom with which it presents certain challenges and opportunities and successes and failures and perceptions and 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 chances for me to ask the questions um, and to get clear on who I am. And I think the universe wants us to evolve, like truly, 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 she does. Like she she may not want what's want us to be, like? it's not always about being happy. It's just, it's about evolving. And I think when I changed that shift for me, it really allowed my own relationship with myself and the people around me and just God, nature, the universe to be a much more wholesome, holistic, and um, profoundly aligned experience.
0: Yeah. It seems that we, I'm going to change the terming a little bit because I very, it's interesting because I have a very similar look. I just have different um, instead of universe, like I look at, so I basically look at us, it's, this is going to sound really bad, but I love people. Um, I look at us as like bacteria, like we're, okay. we're, yeah. So we're constantly, we're constantly learning to do more with less. And we just, mm. we just came out of this huge, huge growth spurt where we had all these, these calories in, and we're coming in out of hibernation. We're coming out of, all right, we don't need these calories anymore, more, these, these flashy things. Now we're left with all these understandings and, and um, what's what's another word that, so we have understandings, but they're understandings with, with direction. They're not just raw knowledge. We had the raw knowledge. We had all the information. Now we can apply it accurately. So I, yeah, so it's meeting us right where we
1: need to be. I love that. Yeah, man. Bacteria or universe, whatever you call it, at the end of the day, whatever flavor of ice cream floats your boat because it's all this, it's all made of the same stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we're all going in the same direction. We're all going to walk each direction. other
1: home, in the words of the late Ram Dass. We are all just walking
0: each other home. That is true. That is true. That that rings in my head a lot. That's one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. We're all just all walking it, each other home. That's always been one of my favorite quotes by the guy. He's yeah. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Raj, any
0: final thoughts? Um, we have lots of thoughts. You have lots of thoughts. Any final ones?
1: Uh no, man. I mean, I think we like I had no idea where the hell this conversation was gonna go as normal. And uh, you know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm just grateful for the chance to go deeper with you. It's always a pleasure and an honor. And if anyone listening ever wants to reach out, share a perspective, you know, just just anything you can just reach out to me on Instagram that's Raj underscore John and that's where I'm most active and um, yeah and just let me know how this resonated for you but yeah I don't I, at the end of the day like if you listen to this conversation and if you just took away the one idea that like just you are the conscious creator of your life and I know sometimes it may not feel that way but when we can change our perspective and and go from a place of reactivity to a place of just conscious awareness and living awareness and choice, we just give ourselves the biggest gift. We never even know we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So. I appreciate it, brother. I love you, man. I, I love can't you wait too, to see your,
0: your face again. Mm-hmm. And thanks so much for being here.
1: You got it, boss. I Catch
0: Thank you for joining us again. If you haven't already, join our online community. Link is in the show notes. It is the fastest and easiest way to live a highly intentional and satisfied life. Listen, your health, your wealth, your relationships, having fun, and your, the success of your business depend on it. I'll see you in there. Link's in the show notes. Hope you enjoyed the episode.